Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The last thing I remember hearing once I ran out of the school building were the excited shouts and screams of every student around me, trying to start their summer break right away. Many people tried to push and shove their way through the exit doors, swarming out like flies, wanting no more of the constant boring school days and more of the exciting fun outside of school. It was insane. Everyone was desperate to start their summer vacation like there was no tomorrow. And to be honest, I don't mind school much, so I didn't really care if it were to be the last day of school or not. Probably the one guy that I know who's crazy about breaks from school, or basically any day where there isn't school, is my best friend, Barry Amsterdam. Barry was the guy at school who got into detention countless amounts of times for, well, a lot of reasons actually. Most of those reasons are because of slacking and not doing much of his schoolwork. Some other reasons involve skipping classes by hiding in the boys' restroom, texting during class, and being disruptive immaturely for fun. Even though he does these things at school, he's actually a great guy once you get to know him. I became best friends with Barry when I started middle school a few years ago. He sat with me at lunch for absolutely no reason and started talking to me. I was just flat out confused. He talked to me as if he knew me, about what he did before school started. What had happened was that he had brought a stray cat he said he found outside on his front porch. He had it dressed up in a skunk costume and had let it roam free around the school. It had surprised a lot of students. They were running away thinking it was a skunk. Teachers were freaking out as well. The principal had found out and given him a few weeks worth of after school detention. I remember that day. Someone came up to me and told me there was a wild animal roaming around in the school and it ran past us. It took me a minute to realize that it was just too big to be a skunk. You see, it was a simple prank, but thinking about it more, it was a bit cruel to do that to an innocent animal. Barry was in a few classes with me, so I actually got to hang out with him in school and after school. It was really nice to my parents when I first introduced him to my mom and dad and played some video games in my bedroom. My parents know about the kind of trouble he usually gets in, but Barry told me that he'd never act like himself around anyone related to his family or friends, unless he wanted to. Sometimes. I was introduced to his parents. His parents didn't care much about what they wear in the house. His dad was a man who drank a lot and usually wore a white tank top and shorts. They had a few stains on them. 
I never asked what the stains were though, but he's actually very welcoming once you get to know him, just like Barry. His mom was the kind of parent who was hard working and who had tried to keep the house clean, usually drenched in sweat every time you'd see her, but she's also kind as well. Remind me of the old saying, don't judge a book by its cover. That's just what Barry and his parents are like. But I'm the opposite. I live in a small, decent house that's always clean for anyone to come and visit with my mom and dad, and my little sister, Cassandra. You pretty much expect what they did for a living. Both had great jobs. They have great, well-behaved children, and are living a great life. As long as I'm doing well enough to make my parents happy which they always are whenever I do something better, especially in school. And so I'm happy with the way I am. Anyway, I'm currently out in the school parking lot, waiting to see if Barry would come out and ride our bikes home. Most of the time, he would be in the principal's office, either about whatever shenanigans he got himself into, or about whatever dropping grade he has in some of his classes. I have a way of finding out if that were to be the truth by counting down from 50, because he's usually one of the first people to come out of the school building. If he doesn't come out by the time I finish counting, he's obviously in the principal's office or in some classroom, and so I decided to start counting down from 50 as I looked around for him, which was kind of hard since I was surrounded by a big crowd of students. He still wasn't here with me after 40 seconds, so I continued counting. As soon as I reached zero, the parking lot was a lot less crowded with students and teachers, so I was able to run back into the school without having to run into someone. Getting to the principal's office, I saw Principal Horace, and you know who, slouching into a chair as he sat in front of his desk. I decided to wait a few minutes for him to come out, which didn't take long at all. Barry came out with a disappointed look on his face, which surprised and shocked me at once. Usually when he's out of the principal's office, he seems to shrug whatever it is off as just a warning. But this was rare for him to look at me, as if his whole world had turned upside down. What's up? I asked him, looking down at his hands, which were behind his back as if he had something he didn't want me to see. Barry tried to avoid eye contact with me, so I tried to get his attention. Hey, I'm right here. Now tell me, what did he say? I asked him, snapping my fingers in his face. He finally managed to show me what was in his hands, which was a piece of paper that had his grades throughout the 8th grade school year, which were bad, of course. But underneath all of that was something that almost made me lose my mind. This had never happened to Barry before. He would usually go into different grades every year, but this time, he was being held back into the 8th grade. Yeah, so I'm not going to high school with you this year, said Barry. I let out a loud groan and shoved the paper into his face, moving it around as if I was smearing a pie into a clown's face as a joke. What have I told you about raising your grades a little? Always get at least a passing grade in some of the classes. Barry and I said at once. 
him knowing what I said many times before. I know, it's just... School is boring. If they made it a lot more fun, then I would participate in learning a lot more. God, you know, you're like my parents. I just want to be with you throughout the rest of school. Then we're off for good. But now I have to wait a year for you to graduate, or maybe a lot more if you're going to keep this up. Come on, let's get home. And then Barry and I walked out of the school and towards the bike rack, getting our bikes and heading home. It was nighttime. I sat and ate some Italian food for dinner with my family, and I was about to stay up and quietly play video games. My bedroom was dark, but I was able to see some of my surroundings with the illuminating light from the television screen. I picked up my controller and turned it on, but then I heard a slight buzz come from my phone. Picking it up, I noticed that Barry, of course, had sent me a message. He was the kind who would non-stop text anyone, even if people were busy with something, and Barry would still try and text them, mostly trying to start a conversation. I opened up my phone and checked out what Barry had to say, only to find a short message. Open your bedroom window. I slowly got out of bed, quietly walking over to the window, and lifted it open, only to see Barry with his bike, waving up at me. God, dude, what are you doing here? It's already dark out. My parents are asleep. I whispered loudly at him. Now, come on, man. It's summer break. We're supposed to have fun. Now, come and get your bike and let's head out. He said, patting his bike seat as if he wanted me to get on with him. To where? I don't know. Maybe get a slushie at the gas station and hang out at the park. Now, first off, I'm not sneaking out with you when it's so dark outside. And second, I don't have any money. And that's why I always come prepared. Barry held up his wallet, showing it to me. And yep, you might have guessed correctly. I went to sneak out into the night with my best friend, who kept pressuring me to go out. I had to grab my bike without my parents, who were asleep, waking up to see what was happening. Out in the cold night, the moon was already shining bright, and the silence was being broken by Barry's loud howling as we pedaled down the empty streets on our bikes. I tried to get him to quiet down but he just ignored me as he had all the fun in the world, while I had to be dragged along when I could have enjoyed a good video game night. Now don't get me wrong, like I explained earlier, Barry is a really great guy when he's not wild and crazy, but he could be a real pain in the ass sometimes. Now it only took us a few minutes to get down to the gas station downtown, it was still open with the lights on inside. The parking lot was empty, pretty much expected, except for a motorcycle that was parked on the side of the building, possibly belonged to the worker at the register. We walked in after we parked our bikes next to the motorcycle, and a colder breeze started hitting me like a brick. Hey, the worker at the register said in a casual hello tone. Barry nodded at him in greeting. I did the same as we both walked closer to the slushy machine on the other side. 
I got myself a blue raspberry flavored one, while he got cherry cola. As we got to the register to buy our slushies, the worker, an older teen named Ray, according to his name tag, smiled at us as he scanned the cups. Starting your summer fun, huh? Ray asked us, handing us our slushies. Barry and I nod. Heck yeah we are, Barry said, giving Ray a fist bump, followed by a mimicking sound of an explosion from the both of them. Man, I remember being able to sneak out and start doing whatever I want the moment I got out of high school. That was awesome. It was good times. Alright guys, you have a great night, Ray said, chuckling. We went to head out of the gas station, but he stopped us before I pushed open the glass doors. Hey, just don't do anything too crazy, okay? Sure, yeah, I said. Then we both walked out and headed to the park. Now the national park was closed for the night hours, but Barry pressured me into sneaking in. I went to drink my slushy as I sat on a swing, while Barry went down a slide with his, some of it splashing out of his plastic cup. He made as much commotion as he could, acting like a little kid on Christmas when waking up to find presents. Once he tired himself out, which was when I was halfway finished with my slushy, he walked over and sat next to me in another empty swing. Come on, dude. Why aren't you having fun? Barry asked me, noticing how down I was. I didn't answer him for a few seconds, but then I decided to say something. I don't know, it's just that thought that we're not going to be in the same grade together. I'll be in high school with you eventually. Come on, cheer up. He started poking me with his finger in my ticklish spots, trying to get me to smile. With each poke he did, he kept saying, Huh? 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 in the weirdest voice he could do. I eventually let out a laugh, feeling a bit better. Yeah, you're probably right. But that's when I stopped talking as I heard a noise coming from somewhere around us. I couldn't make out what it was, but I could tell Barry had heard it too. He was looking into the forest that was by the park, his attention only looking deep through the trees. I think I heard it from over there. Let's check it out. He dropped his cup and ran off into the woods, leaving me alone in the park. Barry, wait. I got off the swing and ran off to take a look for him. It was almost pitch black. I could only see outlines of trees. I stopped running every now and then to see if I can hear any sort of noise, at least a twig or a leaf crunch. Barry? I didn't hear anything. I continued running. But then I saw someone standing still, a few meters away from me. I tried to be quiet, walking closer to inspect who or what it is. Finally able to see that it was Barry, his back turned to face me. God, there you are. What in the heck are you doing? I asked him, trying to get his attention, but he didn't even bother to face me or say anything. What are you looking at? I stopped to look at what appeared to be some sort of elevator, out in the middle of the woods. I went up to touch it, expecting it to be a hallucination, but I actually felt cold metal once I placed my hands on the doors. 
This really was an elevator. The kind you would see in any building. A nice one that would have the buttons you would press to go up or down any floor, but except taken out and placed randomly in the spot. What is this doing here? I asked, both surprised and confused at the same time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Should we go in it? You know, I mean, just to (laughs) see if it works? Barry asks, finally speaking. He ran up to the elevator and pressed a couple buttons on the side that had a down button on it. A couple of seconds later, a loud ding rang out as the elevator doors slid open, revealing a nice interior, as if nobody had ever been inside. The elevator had a red carpet, white wallpaper, and a brass handrail. Just an average-looking elevator. What was not so average, however, was why it was here in the middle of the woods, out in a clear opening, without any trees. Yeah, it works. I say before both of us go into it. It felt a bit warm inside, not enough for me to start sweating right away. Barry pressed the down button, the others being the up button instead of first, then a second, third, and fourth button. The doors closed, and the elevator went down. What do you think those other floors would lead to? Barry joked at me, chuckling. I don't know, man. I mean, what if it just leads underground in the dirt or something? What if this elevator is just abandoned here for no reason? I asked him. Yeah, but think about it. It wouldn't work if it were abandoned. Besides, it's just too weird to have something like this in the woods. It's obviously got to lead to something. Now, it took us a few seconds for the elevator to stop moving and the doors to open, only to leave us where we first began. It seemed like the elevator took us back to the woods because the only thing we could see were trees, but there was no way it would take us back outside. It'd be impossible to do, since Barry pressed the down button to take us to a lower floor. Yep, it's garbage, dude. Let's just get out of here, Barry said, walking out of the elevator. Barry? Wait. I went to catch up with him, noticing a disappointed look in his face. Dude, you know there was no way it would take us somewhere, right? There's just no way something like this would be out in the middle of the woods. I know, but... Hey, at least it worked, right? Besides, I'm done having my fun. I'm just going to go home. We headed out of the woods and out of the park, riding our bikes back home. I checked my phone as I arrived. It was almost midnight. We'd been gone for about two hours. I was glad to be back home so that I could relax, but at the same time, I felt as if something wasn't right. I looked around and at Barry who looked at me back. What? We're back at your house, right? Is this not it? He asked me, groaning impatiently. I mean, I guess so, yeah. 
I sat my bike on the side of the house and headed inside, only to notice something wasn't right. I checked every room in the house. My family was gone. Everything was here in the house, untouched and where it should be, but my parents weren't here, in the house. I was alone. I ran out of the house noticing their car was in the driveway. They definitely didn't go anywhere. What's up? Barry asked, starting to worry as he saw how terrified I was feeling. My family's gone. No way. Yes way. Not a joke? Not a joke, I swear. I'm sure they're fine even if they headed off somewhere. I got out my phone and tried to call them, but I had no service, so I couldn't get a connection. I told Barry that we should go to his place and see if his parents know where my family went, and he thought it was a good idea and so we headed off towards his house. As we got there, we noticed that his parents were gone too. In fact, we went to take a look around town and noticed nobody was here but the two of us. What the hell is going on? Where did everybody go? Barry started hyperventilating, both of his hands on his head as he freaked out. This is just too weird, dude. Calm down, man. Okay, so all of this happened when we got into the elevator, right? Right. So if we get back into the elevator and then head back home, that probably would get everybody back. Yeah, I mean, I guess that sounds like a good idea. And so the two of us got on our bikes and were about to head off. But we stopped when we heard the noise. Maybe it was just our imagination, I thought. Probably a trick from the elevator, perhaps. If it has the ability to do things like that. But Barry didn't seem to notice. So we continued to ride down the hill to the park. Barry rode his bike to the gas station first. Wondering what he was up to, I decided to follow him. By the time I got in there, he was already picking up a few items. A gallon of gasoline and a matchbox. He looked up at me as I stood at the entrance with the doors open. What are you going to do with those, Barry? I asked him out of curiosity. I don't know, I might use it in some sort of emergency, he replied. Like what? Well, I'm thinking about burning the elevator once we're out of here. But you know it's surrounded by a large amount of trees, right? You want to cause a forest fire? Well, I'm thinking the fire could stop the elevator from working properly somehow. I don't know, maybe you have a point. The worker, Ray, was gone as well. We both noticed it. We went out of the gas station and into the park. We pedaled fast to the point where our legs were burning and we were sweating. A few minutes later, we finally got to the park and were about to go into the woods. But then I heard the same noise from earlier again. This time, it was a bit more audible, as if the source of the noise was coming closer to us. You hear that? I asked Barry, who held the gasoline gallon up to him like a shield, looking around at his surroundings. He only nodded, trying to stay quiet in case the noise would appear again. The sound of what I could finally make out as footsteps. The footsteps were getting louder, but we couldn't see anything in the dark. I kept looking around and stopped to see a dark figure standing far away from us. Barry noticed what I was looking at too and took a step back. The outline of the figure moved a bit, getting a bit bigger as it got closer. 
and each time we stepped back, it would make the same movement as we did. I thought we were alone. Feeling terrified, Barry and I started running away, the sound of footsteps now becoming rapid and loud. With every single piece of energy I had left in my body, I kept running, dodging trees that were in my way, and eventually, I stopped to see if we outran whatever was chasing after us, but I noticed that Barry was gone. My heart started to pound hard in my chest. I looked around in the darkness, staying where I was. Barry, I whispered out loud, but nothing happened. Everything was just quiet, except for my heavy breathing from running so much. Barry, I yelled this time. And at that moment, I felt something push me to the ground, knocking me over to the grass. I tried to punch and kick whatever was on top of me, but I stopped to see Barry, a few scratches and light bruises all over his face. We need to get out of here now, he said, pulling me up as we started to run further into the woods. We eventually found the elevator. I immediately pressed the up button and waited for the elevator door to open, mixed in with the crunching of leaves and twigs. Come on, come on, I shouted as I banged on the elevator doors, waiting for them to open. I turned around to see Barry opening the gas can and pouring the flammable gasoline around us, then threw the empty container on the ground as he finished. He turned and looked at me, as if he wanted me to finish the task which I knew what to do. I opened the matchbox and got out a matchstick, igniting it as the flame on the match had appeared. I threw it on the ground, a circle of fire instantly surrounding us. It started spreading fast, and yet the elevator door still didn't open yet. From over the fire, we saw the light flicker off of a blood-covered berry, another berry coming closer to us. Two berries? Why is there two of them? And what was that following us? Don't. Just ignore it. Let's go now. The berry next to me said. Don't. The other berry from the other side of the fire ring muttered. I turned around to the elevator, noticing the doors opening. I felt as if good luck had hit me fast. Grabbing Barry as we both got into the elevator, I pressed the up button. The doors closed a few seconds later. The last thing I heard from the other thing before the doors closed still left a stain in my memory. Something I can't stop thinking or hearing in my head over and over. The words of a painful scream that still terrified me to this day. Don't leave me. Please. Now a few months later, summer break had ended and it was time to go back to school. Barry and I had decided to forget about that elevator never dared spoke a word about it, even if it comes back up in our minds as an unforgettable memory that will forever stay with us for the rest of our lives. I still have a few questions about what the elevator was and what its purpose was for, which I can't seem to figure out a reasonable answer. There were other buttons as well, but if they did lead to other floors, what would they be like? There was nobody in town when we went to that one floor. But what was with the clone of Barry? 
was it something that had to do with the elevator? Has anyone ever encountered it before? And most especially, where did it come from? A lot of other questions kept popping into my head, but I just thought about letting everything about it pass. I had my first day of high school, which was actually better than I expected. I got to meet a lot of new people from different grades. I had great teachers, but it still isn't the same without Barry. After school, I went over to the middle school to wait for him, and I started to count down from 50. 50. 49. 48. And in those few seconds, I saw Barry run toward me with a smile on his face. Hey man, how was your repeating year in middle school? I asked him. Great. I'm actually doing okay in most of my classes. Who knew learning was fun? He replied, giving me a few school papers of his. I looked through each one, noticing all of them actually had good grades marked on the corner. Most of them were B's, one of them was an A, which was rare for Barry to get a grade like that. Wow, you actually took my advice, I said surprised as I looked through the correct answers he got on some of his work. Yep, I changed. It's almost as if I'm not who I once was anymore. The old Barry. Now those words that came out of his mouth somehow gave me an unnerving chill, hoping it was nothing, but I couldn't help ask the question I felt like asking. Barry, how do I know if you're the real Barry? What? Barry was looking at me with a confused expression on his face. Ah, never mind. Never since that day, I've started to question myself whether or not Barry is who he says he is. The clone from that strange version of our town seemed to be the only person or thing there was, and it took the form of my best friend. I have noticed a few differences from him, but I'm just hoping for the best that it's just the change that he's willing to make himself to be a better person. For example, one time when he came over to my house for a sleepover, he actually had good manners at the dinner table. Unlike him, usually being a fast eater who would chew loudly and make a few messes, he also seemed nicer than usual. He apologized to every one of his teachers for his behavior from before, which is unusual for me since he cringes whenever he's forced to apologize. I don't know. There's no way that the berry that was left out of the elevator could be the real one. The one I have been best friends with throughout my middle school years. But could it be?